Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. It's great to be here. My name's TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin as always. What's going on, guys? Hey. That's a gong. How are we feeling? Uh, how am I feeling? Well, I'm uh, I'm on a, a little bit of a road trip, as you guys know, from ah, out yes. west. So I'm I'm uh, recording remote right now, which is or I think that's the term for it. It's it's been pretty cool so far in an RV driving uh, driving up the west coast, and it's it's been pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Look at us as a bi-coastal podcast, yeah. crushing it. I'm doing cool. good. I'm I'm back. You guys sent me out into the wilderness last week to to explore territories on different pods they did the giants brawl pod you know with some strangers yeah. it was a it was an uncomfortable yet enjoyable situation we we bonded over the misery that is the new york giants but uh <laughs> it is it feels great to be back i missed you guys it's like home good sweet to have home you here yeah um yeah i listened to that pod dan it was good i i enjoyed it make sure if you guys check out giants brawl um cool cool guys yeah. good pod for Fun sure pod. definitely check them out yeah um, we want to give a shout out to uh, Maurice to Giants Nation 2.0. Won't be joining us tonight. However, we will be uh, doing the giveaway that we're doing with them, and we want to congratulate da, 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 Paul McGarry. I, his Instagram is at pmcg527. Congratulations, man! We'll be in touch with you soon. Get you what you, we have for you. That's right sweet on. and sweet picture, man. Yeah, for starters, and that's uh, that's one of uh, a couple of things. Oh yeah. That. Uh, we we well, we mentioned last week we'll be sweetening the pot a little bit so uh, we got a uh, I think it's a couple of posters or something I have not seen them yet but it's pretty sweet Ian has uh, has a bunch of stuff so some like cool. relic Lawrence Taylor steroids or something uh, I, I hope so I mean that picture is so sweet though I, I remember that that uh, it was a, a one of his highlights that's always on his videos of him just doing the gun thing. I think it was over, was it Ron Jaworski, which is yeah. wonderful in itself. He, he needs to get tackled all the time. So. Oh, Jaws. I like yeah. Jaws on ESPN when he was on it. He's all right. He's doing now. Whatever. Old, old fat face. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's just start off by talking about the COVID, of course. Again, disrespect to our, our general manager. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm the worst. Dan? Please let us know what, what's what's not going on with the Getty Goods, man. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. This is one of the most eventful weeks in uh, general management of the New York Giants, and we just gloss over it again. But I guess you sort of want to <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, block it out. But um, I try and think about them as little as possible, so <laughs> don't be shocked if I do this every week moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll make it a tradition. Well, now it'll be it'll end up being a t- intentional eventually. I mean, someone has to expose this man, and, and that is my one duty, if not anything else. Um so, so this week on Dave Gettleman's Burner account, uh, we have a tweet that came shortly after the game. Uh, mind you, this is West Coast time. Uh, and Gettleman tweets as follows. I will be leaving the great SoFi Stadium today at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of trading away your best players and drafting poorly. Don't let it dominate your life. We have doubled down on bad management under the Dave Gettleman administration. Some really great trades and rosters. This team is better than it was two seasons ago. And you know, yeah, he's got a lot of confidence, man. He really does. You have to give it to him. Maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe he's going to unleash Colt McCoy on the NFL next week. <laughs> well, if anything, we know Darth Gettleman can certainly see the future. That's for sure. All More right, bad. <laughs> More bad. All right, COVID can't get away from it. Let's talk about it. So NFL had their first postponement in the um, Titans and Steelers game, and the Chiefs and Pats was. Push back uh, a day, which is interesting. I don't know what that's going to do for anybody. 
because um, Cam Newton tested positive for COVID. I think a couple other players as well. Um, I saw the league sent a memo out today. It was basically just like a really stern reminder to follow protocol. But they did outline some new policy. They're like banning gatherings outside the club facility. There's longer onboarding processes for free agents. There's only a certain amount of free agent tryouts they can do. And then lastly, they're going to implement a, a league-wide video monitoring system to spy on everybody. Um, I think they got the idea from Bill Belichick to make sure that they're, <laughs> um, all, all the teams are in compliance with the, the, the rules. Um, guys, obviously this is weird moving forward. Do you envision the NFL handling this well? Are they handling it well? Are, is this not the uh, last games we're going to see pushed back, Dan? I'm ready for anything. I think this is – the tip of the iceberg uh, it sort of coincides with the traditional you know amount of time for you know side effects and and uh indications of covid to show up and it, and it seems like it's starting to the strangest thing though is that the titans have like 30 people infected and the vikings have no one so i'm sort of suspicious about yeah. <laughs> how testing is, is working weird. um but you know uh, for all you fantasy managers like get ready to for a bumpy ride you don't blame yourself you know there's nothing you can do but um i think you know we're all just along for the ride and, and we'll see what happens any, any football we get to watch is is welcome but uh i, I don't know this season is going to be really wacky and with an asterisk on it no matter what I, I don't know how much it would even help but they're certainly the kind of league that would have no problem being like all right we're gonna assess some stuff why don't we just halt for three weeks and then resume afterwards. If they push the, the Super Bowl back even further, uh, who cares? So, like, if it's something where they need to get things under control and then maybe make it a bubble, maybe do, uh, like, a dual bubble situation, I don't know. Dual they, I bubble. feel like, well, I mean, what if you had East Coast, West Coast bubbles? And uh, I don't think I they'll don't do anything to help the safety of the players, but I do think they'll drag the season out as long as possible because they've always been striving to get a 365-day season going so you know maybe they'll just drag it out like english premier hey it is a business after all yeah yeah it is cool um yeah i mean when it comes to that the fantasy owners you know we were fighting in my league to get an extra ir spot for COVID, and the 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 commissioner's just awful in this league though so we eventually got it (laughs) thank god and and with that i'd like to uh invite you know we invited our, our good buddy nick uh to join us today he's uh he's also a lifelong giants fan he's from uh whiskerton new york nick how you doing tonight i'm doing i'm doing great you know um i actually want to comment on the COVID thing you know what's an interesting thing here is the giants right now have the number one pick in the draft if if the season were to end today i don't know oh, how wow. that would play Ooh, out but just which it might something to consider I'm, I'm not saying it will but something to consider so you know for all you uh Trevor Lawrence fans or, or otherwise, just something to something to think about here. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a, a light in a the dark. Giants fans certainly think the season is over already. So, wow. <laughs> regardless of if the games are going to get played or not. Um, that being said, we'll we'll just jump into talking about the, the game this weekend against the Rams. Uh, Giants lost seventeen to nine. Another another game. If you love field goals, this was for you. Um, but we did see some some positive in this game with the defense. It was playing really well right now the Giants are the fifth best defense in the league believe it or not eighth in sacks um the Rams came in to this game averaging 550 total yards Giants kept them to 240 yards um the run D was great which is you know probably their strong suit they only allowed 58 uh yards on the ground two and a 2.5 yard per carry average um 
The Giants' biggest problem on defense that's coming in this game was uh, trouble on third down, but they only kept the uh, Rams uh, to, what, 38% conversion rate on third down. So the Giants really put it together. I think after the beginning, uh, the first drive, um, they really hunkered down, started to play really well, you know, negating that uh, one blown coverage to Cooper Cup for the touchdown. Uh, Colin, what what do you like about this defense, or or what do you think they need to improve, and, and, you know, what are your thoughts on the game in general? Uh... Well, I mean, the defensive line is is the strength, and it seems that the linebackers have made a a, a pretty big uh, improvement overall. I mean, Blake Martinez continues to look good and kind of quarterback this defense, and you know, it's it's good to see them stop people. But I I, I just hate the idea of depending on them all the time because they're they're just going to get exhausted, and this this offense is historically bad i i mean we've had some bad offenses in the past but this is like on another level hey uh, hey we're trying to we're trying to say good things right okay now. okay okay we're i'm gonna, sorry, yeah, yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i i can't help but just slide into it it's such hey, a man easy i don't thing. blame you at all all right so bad. yeah the defense um one thing I, I what is the i the one thing that was strange to me and from what little i saw because i'm on this trip uh a, a safety we have, a backup safety, Adrian something, played a couple of plays that I did not expect him to be playing because I, I forgot he existed on the team. I forget his last name. Um, Adrian, you know, it, no, 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 hang on, I'm sorry. Uh, on, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember his name, but I thought that was interesting. They did a little bit more rotation on the back end, which, uh, I don't know, I, that's not an awful thing. I, don't, I, I didn't see if there was any injuries. Did we come out pretty good on that sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any anything lingering. Um, okay. I know there was a couple. Some, some people got hobbled up, but I, I don't think anyone's going to be out for next week's game. So, yeah, and I mean the, that fumble recovery was pretty good. I, I managed to see that, which was uh, a nice uplifting. Uh, the knockout was actually it was Austin Johnson. Austin Johnson had a career day because he listened to the pod and heard us <laughs> talking smack about him. So he came out with a sack, which. Oh, by the way, he, he was just had a free run of the quarterback. There was an absolutely there was a, a blown uh, blocking for sure. But yeah, that force fumble was nice, man. And yeah. you know, like we said, I'm glad he's meshing in with the D line, which is the, the strength of this team. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, Dan, Dan, what do you feel? What do you feel about uh, the defense this week? Um, sort of piggybacking off what Colin said, I think it's pretty evident that the defensive line is the strongest by far part of our defense. And and the cool thing is is because the defensive line is so dominant that you know the down three there you really get to see those linebackers fly around i haven't seen linebackers with full head of steam run into a backfield like that on the giants in forever like yeah literally like the 90s um and so that's really cool like that, that's like such a huge part portion of the defensive line job is to occupy uh the, the offensive line so that they can't get up to the second level and it looks like they're getting the, the linebacking core is getting a lot of you know a free free range to make make plays and Blake Martinez looks like he's shot out of a cannon half the time and yeah. you know, it was a quiet game out of Lorenzo Carter, Carter this week but um you know in previous games he's been doing really well because of because of that so you know, that's obviously a strong point um I think you know we were watching the game and they keep giving up these third downs and which is like a staple of the Giants defense for as long as I can remember <laughs> but you're we're able to see uh they they had a few really nice stops uh in in the the red zone because I feel like the, the field was shortened and less work was required of the secondary. So the, the, the down linemen were able to get pressure and the secondary held up. And, and that's sort of, you know, what you, you really hope to see holding the Rams to 17 points 
um, is pretty is pretty good. I would sign up for that any day. It's just you know, Colin was sliding into it before that the offense just is, is really letting down the defense, and, it, and it's tough to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, totally. Um, before we before we start the uh, the hate fest, um, Nick Nick, let us let us know your thoughts on this defense, and and do you think they could continue um, how they're continue this play moving forward, or do you think they're going to regress again? Well, I, I think you guys touched on a few good points, right? Blake Martinez, he, a free agent signing that I think, you know, he had a high floor, low ceiling, and he's delivered on exactly what he is. He's just a tackling machine. I think he's second in the league in tackles right now. He had 13 oh. the other, you know, yesterday. He's just, he's good, right? But he's not a pass rusher. Uh, you know, Lorenzo Carter, I think he was just a no-show. And when, you, when, when you're struggling, sometimes you just need a good pass rush. You need to kind of disrupt the quarterback. And I just... I didn't see a lot of that yesterday. You know, there was, there was times, there were flashes here and there, but, you know, the, the hallmark of the Giants, you know, franchise is around a strong pass rush. And, and, you know, when the Giants D steps out there, they've been consistent at times, but there's also this, like, unease in my stomach when they get out there that I'm just waiting for the Cooper Cup play. I'm waiting for this sort of big play to happen. But, again, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to stay out there and be for so long as that they were when the offense is just so bad because when you're constantly having to recycle because the, the possession time is so, you know, out of balance, it just puts everybody in a bad spot. You know, and despite that, like you said, they, they shut down a, a great offense, you know, universally great <clears throat> offense. And so I'll, I'll hang my hat on that for now. But, you know, it's going to be tough next week, you know, with Dallas looming as well. Yeah, I mean, no I, doubt about that. I got a question before we move on. Why does this coaching staff hate Marcus Golden? He had seven snaps. What was that? I'm confused. Um, like, they, if you want, I don't if think you... they hate him. They like they like they like Carter a lot more than everybody. They like Zemenis was starting, and I think they like Fackrell more than Golden. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good it's question. weird. Fackrell played Fackrell well. A sack. Yeah, he's yeah. been yeah. playing he played well. really well. I know. I'm, I'm just thinking, like like we touched on a couple episodes ago, about having that rotation, the horses, letting them run. Like, yeah, you, you put them in for nine, uh, seven snaps. Why don't you put them in there a little bit more for, like, some fresh leg stuff? Even if it's one to play uh, a drive, get him in there. He's got fresh legs, and he obviously wants to pass rush. So I don't know. If, I, I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. Gettleman doesn't want to pay him at the end of the season if he plays well. Absolutely. That's it. You hit right on it. That's it. <laughs> You're right. No, no, That's you're absolutely right. Stu, I hate it. <laughs> you're probably right, though. I hate that. Oh. But, yeah, um, I mean, I just want – I really think that, believe it or not, I think James Bradbury, Blake Martinez, and Dexter Lawrence all should make the Pro Bowl this year if, if the season ended right now. Yeah. Is that crazy? I think Bradbury is playing excellent. He's playing really well. He is. He is. He is. And I know the other corner spot is a little – you know, they're, they're just – I'm putting different guys in and out. I think Ryan Lewis was the starter and had the most amount of snaps. Who's someone I basically never heard of on this <laughs> whenever they signed him. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, I would say they're playing at a Pro Bowl level. I don't. They would not get elected to the Pro Bowl though. Because oh yeah, no no yeah the, the right. well, obviously because yeah, yeah. The, the, nobody picks players on the team that's you know <laughs> the worst team anyone's ever games. laid eyes on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we've seen how good this defense can be. Hopefully, they can continue this. The obvious issue that everyone knows is the offense is just bad, just bad. And they had, they actually started to play better this game. We saw a run game, which was great. 136 yards. Daniel Jones and Wayne Gallman had the same stat line, 45 yards and six carries. Um, Gallman is, is, is the guy, in my opinion. Freeman is, was averaging three yards a carry. I, I don't know what the deal with that. 
signing was. Maybe he's still getting acclimated. He's washed. But, um, you know, the Giants now have the second worst offense in the NFL, averaging 11.8, uh, 11.8 points a game, which is the worst in the league. Um, a lot of this comes down to Daniel Jones and the offensive line. Um, Nick, what, what are your thoughts on Jones' play, and, and, and what, do you, what do you think about him after this showing? That's tough, right? So you, you keep using the term historically bad, and so I actually looked, right? So if you insert this Giants four-game stretch into the, like, the scoring offense, they'd be a top-20 worst scoring offense ever if you sort of extrapolate. Wow. And that's scary, right? That's, that's, you know, that's terrifying. I struggle with, with Jones, right? Because I, I think I'm still holding on to that Tampa Bay miracle that we had, you know, where he just had this incredible just er- offensive eruption. And I just now I think where I've landed is I know he isn't great, but I'm not sure he's bad, right? Yeah. So with so many issues with the offensive line, losing Saquon, having Shepard in and out of the lineup, Ingram still looks lost to me. I mean, he has moments where oh, yeah. he – you know, but I, I again, you you touched on it earlier. Pat. I don't think he's a signable guy at the end no. of this. I think you let him walk away, and you know we cut our losses. But I, again, I just I don't think he's bad, and uh, but it's hard to have a guy stick with a guy at the end of this year if we're you know if we're looking at a two win three win season and you fire your GM. I mean, if I'm a new GM, do I want to come in and, and bring in uh, or, and keep 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 this quarterback? I don't know. Well, if, Gettle, if, if they don't win and Gettleman's gone and you have the first overall pick, we said this last week, you, you know what's going to happen. I, I think Jones, his problem again is the turnovers. And, and now it's becoming turnovers in crucial moments. He's had two great, really good drives where he capped with an interception in a really crucial moment. And, you know, like what, I, what worries me is does he not have like that clutch gene, you know, because we're so used to having Eli Manning, who basically that was the only thing he had. Was he was you know great in the fourth quarter and or great in the playoffs? That was divine intervention um, with Eli. Some of whatever those. it was, he yeah. Eli Manning had a lot of fourth quarter comebacks and he he played well at, you know and and uh, and when it when it mattered the most. I am um, Jones. You know again had a fumble in the beginning. I know he jumped on it, but still it's another fumble from him. He turned another interception. Granted, that interception was insane. I mean, it yeah, was, it was a great play, but he, you know he shouldn't have thrown that ball. Of course, and, and, I, and he and he, he he makes mistakes like that. He. He gets sacked too much because he won't throw the ball away because he's trying to tuck it away um, so he won't fumble. You know, I understand that we want to cut the fumbles down, but at some point you're going to have to put this complete game together to be a starter in the NFL. You can't have minus 10 passing yards with three minutes left in the second quarter. It's it's crazy. And he's been staring down his top target, right? They they actually uh, the announcers kind of highlighted it a few times, in particular on that interception. And you know, maybe real time you don't notice it. But he comes out of the snap and he's just staring down his number one target and it allows guys to kind of, you know, play him differently. And I, I just think that's that's a, I mean, maybe there's a coaching element to that, certainly, but that's something you just can't do because these guys are so athletic and so smart now and well coached that you, it's, it's just a, it's something you can't. You just can't deal with. Yeah, he, he stared down Slayton all the time, and that was, you know, that, that crucial third down conversion they didn't get when Evan Ingram was wide open on that middle pick play. Um, and, you know, it, it's really tough with Daniel Jones. He is getting beat down. If you were to rewatch that film, every, you know, plays you don't even see, like, on, on the – on, on the regular broadcast, he's, he's making passes and like, Oh, that's not a great pass. But then if you look at, at the all 22, he's getting destroyed behind the line of scrimmage. So, you know, it goes back to the offensive line as well. I think, I think we're going to pile on pretty good here on this offense, but 
interesting enough, looking back, the Giants didn't win win the position battle this game. They had 33 minutes to the Rams 26 minutes of possession. That's remarkable. They had they remarkable. beat they had, they more, had a run game more total yards 295 total yards uh, to Rams 240 total yards, and they got more first downs at 19 to 15, which is miraculous for how awful they looked. Um, but you know, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching as well the the thing that you get when you hire someone like joe judge is hopefully that patriots you know attention to detail and and being so disciplined and you have that play that we we were looking at earlier today where we had three wide receivers on the field and it was a pass play and none of them ran a route they all tried to block (laughs) that was that was amazing (laughs) when i saw that on instagram i was like that is the play that describes this offense better than any play this year is running is is doing a pass play where there's no one running a route. And Dan, I'm, I, I, I appreciate that you, you, it was Baldy too. You were, you were looking at his, uh, that was Baldy, right? Or was that uh, one of it, the, it was everywhere. Everyone yeah. picked that up. Dude. And that's, I don't know if that's, that's if that's Daniel Jones, not making the audible loud enough or these wide receivers having no experience, but um, there's so many places, directions I want to go. I will note one stat that I saw from uh, PFF that Daniel Jones has thrown uh 4.5 percent of his pass attempts for uh, 20 plus yards, tied for 35th in qualified quarterbacks in the NFL. 30, and there's only 32 teams. Yeah, so he's throwing less <laughs> than backup quarterbacks. Wow. Uh, so that's I mean, that's Jason Garrett, or that's his getting destroyed. Um, wow. Yeah. Either way, it's it's not uh, good. I don't want this man to get Mark Sanchez out of this league. I really do not want that. Yeah. That's not fair. I mean, like, if you come out of college and you had some some talent and, like, yeah, you played out at school that wasn't known for being a powerhouse by any means, but you had talent and you were coached by some good people, I, I hate that an organization can ruin a guy's career and it's happening before our eyes. I mean, look, don't, don't blame it all on him because you had – I mean, Jalen Ramsey was clearly in Golden Tate's head this game when he had, he had three three drops. Engram had two drops, and these are all, you know, it, it might you might say this and that, but an offense that can't move the ball when you do have guys getting open and you are throwing the ball on target and they can't bring it in, each one of those plays could have changed the dynamic of this game easily. And and they also had some stupid penalties. I mean, they only had what like twenty yards of penalty, four penalties for twenty yards. But they were all at dumb times, you know, especially like when you're, you're in the red zone and you have, you have a legal formation. And then you, next play or two plays later, you have a false start. It takes you from 2-7 and seven to 2-12. and 12. And then, Aaron, you know, uh, Nick Gates is trying to fight Aaron Donald. Like, what, what, you know, where's, this, is, this is the thing that's bothering me is that I was expecting more discipline um, from a Joe Judge-led team. And now it seems like these mistakes are coming in, in, in more in waves and especially at bad times, you know. To me, the Nick Gates thing seemed like something he was trying to do to light a fire under people. I feel like that's the thing like offensive linemen do is they pick a fight with the defensive Which line and get cool. people riled up. With Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah, well. It's the prison thing, TJ. You got to pick a fight with the baddest baddest dude in town. Maybe you're that's right. That's exactly um, it. But to be fair, that they did they did have, I think, the offensive line improved somewhat. Um, you know, Obviously, rushing the ball. Um, yeah, uh, tell me. I, I didn't get to see Freeman that much so did like was he looking good well, running backs don't At matter all? so i mean no, i'm just playing yeah. well wayne gallman okay. is the future of this team Colin. <laughs> well, well that's what you need to know 
Yeah, no, please tell me a little bit about what he did, because I saw your text back and forth, and I was like, I, I, I don't know if this is sarcasm or not. As I said before, 136 yards rushing. Um, I mean, you know, I'll be at 45 of them, or Daniel Jones, who again was tied for leading rusher on the team, which is not yeah. something that I like. I mean, maybe somebody else would feel that way. Like, you know, I know Nick loves uh, Vic and the Madden, so he probably, like, all about having the quarterback being the leading rusher. <laughs> no, no, it's ter- It's terrifying. It's the same thing that like happened with like Cam Newton all, all these years, right? He yeah. had two years ago, he couldn't even throw the ball down the field. But when I, I, I was just curious to hear you guys' thoughts. What is Daniel Jones, like what, when you look at him from a ceiling perspective as a comparison, what do you, what do you think he can be? I mean, assuming they, they can fix the offensive line and maybe let him have some opportunity, I, I just struggle to, to appropriately place him. Chad Pennington? No, he's got a stronger arm than that, at least. Uh, Joe Flacco with a uh, weaker arm. Well, 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 he Dan can run hate. faster than Joe Flacco. Maybe like Jake Plummer. I just thought Tannehill. Tannehill, because you know yeah. Tannehill struggled a lot, a little bit in Miami his first couple of years, and you know he's a super athletic guy. Transitioned from wide receiver to quarterback, and he struggled, and then he found the right spot. I mean, he had a lot of good years in Miami. Don't get me wrong, but he found the right spot that fit his his niche. I just like to Colin's point. I I get nervous that we'll give up on him and then he'll land in new Orleans or green Bay and get, you yep. know, a year of learning and then he'll be very good. Yeah. Not Which great, is, it's, very you know, that's going to happen. This team has holes all over the roster um, on offense, at least I think. And when you can't help out your young quarterback, then it just becomes a struggle. But you also have to think about, they did have a run game. The offense did look a little more lively. We did have more time of possession, especially the, the drive at the end of the uh, first half. You know, I remember texting Dan, like, something's happening, you know, and it was, like, the most fun I've had watching the Giants so far this season. Obviously, the game didn't end the way we wanted it to. But they were, again, maybe a play and a two-point conversion away from going to overtime. You know, it was the same situation in the Bears game. They, they hung, The defense let them hang in there. The offense, what I said last week was all I wanted to see was a, was a touchdown, and then there's two games with no touchdowns. A methodical drive down the field for a touchdown. And instead, there were methodical drives down the field for field goals and interceptions. And you're never going to win in this league with that. And, and, and I think this team has turned the ball over every single game this year. And I'm going to go out and say they turned the ball over basically every game last year. There might have been one or two that they didn't. Probably the ones that Eli Manning started. <sighs> I want to point out a, a couple things. Um, as far as the offense, some, some things I found just so sad it was hilarious. Uh, in, the, in the second quarter, their, their last drive before they took the field, they had negative nine passing yards. So that's pretty impressive. Oh, I impressive. think it was more than that. I think it was negative, negative 10. 11. Yeah, I said that yeah. a minute ago. Negative 10. Yeah. crazy. So that's yeah. pretty incredible. So hats off to figuring out how to do that. And then um, one of the coaching things that just that drove me up a wall, I think you know TJ might have been on the other side of this, but in the fourth quarter, they are down 9-10. They were on the opposing team's 48-yard line. And on fourth down, they were, it, was, it was fourth and three, I think. Uh, they punted. Uh, you know, the Giants aren't in a position to win many games. If you're on the other t- in the opposing territory in the fourth quarter, you don't know that you're going to get back there. Asking the defense to hold them off and defend um, what should be a potent offense is ridiculous. You need to take your shot there. I think any, the analytics back it up and and probability. But sure enough, they they punted and then was the Cooper Cup touchdown and we're, we're down again. So that kind of stuff drives me crazy and it, and it screams Jason Garrett to me. 
I disagree with you at the time, but then after I saw the outcome of the next drive, um, I totally agree with you. But, (laughs) you know, I think when your defense is playing that well, I don't think that's like a crazy decision to to, to punt it. Um, I would have gone for it. It seems like everyone's just going for it these days anyway. So might as well just stick stick with the trend. Yeah, I mean, you give your give your team give your team a chance to score points. Um, if you want to talk about the coaching, the one thing that bothered me the most is that Joe Judge does not know how to handle timeouts. Um, uh, what happened? Why did he time? take a timeout before the two minute warning, which was a waste of a timeout? Because the the next time they had the ball, they went out of bounds and it was like a hundred one one fifty eight left. So you wasted that timeout when you prop like in an, in another situation you really might have needed that if that interception wasn't thrown at the end of the game. Um, maybe this is just rookie head coach stuff, um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't like this timeout situation. I'm worried that at some point the Giants are going to be in a game and they're going to have an opportunity to win and the clock's going to run out. Hmm. All right, I have yeah. a question for you guys. Maybe turn this around. If you had to pick, you know, to each of you, one player that you felt great about this game, not great about, but good about, or you know, positively about, who would that be, and, and who were you down on most after this game? One of each. Um, for me, I'm, I'm really high on, on, I mean, Blake Martinez and I don't know, Blake Martinez or Dexter Lawrence are both post great players on defense. Dexter Lawrence is, it was playing really well, especially on, on the short field, as you said before, Dan, um, he had some great plays and Blake Martinez is everywhere on the field. Yeah. He's just a tackling machine and, and Bradbury's up there for me too. And bad player. I mean, can I pick like the whole offensive line? I mean, I thought you were oh. going to go with your boy Evan Ingram. You really hate that guy. Oh yeah, I mean, Golden Tate and Evan Ingram both were just no, I, well, abysmal. The, the question in this was game. pick one, right. one of Evan you. Ingram, yeah, yeah, no, no, Evan only Ingram one. Is a, is a is an abysmal football player. I don't understand why he's still on the team. I'm surprised he's not hurt yet, which is a positive. But he can't contribute at all. It's because he's not they, contributing they, at all. Yeah, and, and you know what? And and they even schemed him in to get him the ball. And he still couldn't capitalize but on that. But first play of the game? I, I have a nickname for him. What do you think about this? Pepto-abysmal. <laughs> okay. I don't think he has much pep, though. <laughs> well, that's the irony of it, I think. What about you, Nick? Nick yeah, how, yeah, yeah. yeah, what do you think? I, well, I mean, I, it's hard to, to go much against Blake Martinez. Like I said, you, you know, we brought him in to do something. And it's, it's refreshing when a guy does what he's supposed to do, right? He's yeah. literally just fills fills it gets the tackles i mean he's just like you said everywhere sideline to sideline and that is a great linebacker you know reminds me a lot of what antonio pierce used to be for the giants yeah. you know he's just he's just everywhere he's leading the defense and that's great you just wish you know we just wish the offense could make things more competitive because you know it'd be nice as far as being down right I, I talked a little bit about ingram i'm i'm, I'm nervous about him just in general i don't see he's you know, I don't think he's the long term, but I'm just so down on Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I am generally a glass half full with this. I'll try to find the, the good in it, but he, there's just a lot of rook, like a lot of still rookie mistakes. The ball security still seems to be an issue. And, you know, I blame, I can make excuses all day. And, you know, it's, it's just about making that leap. And I just, I haven't seen it yet. And I, I want to, but I just haven't. I am uh, happy to see Fackrell, like we mentioned before. Uh, start to do what he was able to do under Graham a couple of years ago um, in Green Bay, which is cool because they, he was kind of thrown off that team in a sense. So like getting a little more pass rush out of him is really sweet. Uh, in terms of p- down, I, I guess it's it's Will Hernandez. I mean, well, what what happened there? I mean, he should be yeah. a veteran presence on that line, and he has absolutely regressed. And I know that could be a coaching thing, but I, I don't know. Colombo is not a bad coach, and he has the – 
the acumen for it. So it's just, is this guy just like, is his head not it? Is he not focused? I don't know. And he's just not doing it. So I think, I is, are, how long is it, are his arms is a, is a really important question. <laughs> They're not short enough. Okay, that must <laughs> sure. be it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, could we get Justin Pugh back on the team at this point? Because isn't he having a career year or something? I don't know. He is one terrific hog molly down in Arizona. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, the Giants were effective when they did put more hogs on the line on the offense. They were able to to get some pass rush there, which was nice. Or, uh, uh, get the rushing game going with adding extra offensive linemen, which I did like Damn. to say. You know what? You know Damn, what they also did? Hogs. No, Sorry, more you know hogs. More did? hogs, the better. More hogs. They had. They had. I think they brought in two extra. They got. Daniel Jones got sacked, and they brought in two extra blockers, and then he got sacked again back to back. Yeah, they put in Shane Lemieux then- too at fullback. Did you see that? No, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. It was a two-yard rush to with uh, Freeman, so yeah. Hurt, <laughs> it was some action too, and that was they put him in on that on that last drive in the second oh, half. B- about that, so I, I think we were all pretty stoked about uh, Pert coming in and getting Fleming off the field, but yep. PFF had Clam, Cam Fleming as the highest-graded player on the Giants' offense against the Rams, and the highest-graded offensive lineman for the team through the first four games. So, so wow. is he like the number one guy to be like? Playing the best and looking the worst? I guess so, or we don't know what we're talking about, or PFF doesn't know what they're talking about. But uh, Or our offensive line is so bad that he looks so bad and he's somehow the best. I think that's the one. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, the, that's my take. Uh, all right, well, we, we talked about this. Let's look forward to playing my least favorite football team, and, and I know most of you, the, the Cowboys next week, who are also a very bad football team. And, and here's a fun one. The NFC East is combined 3-12-1, which is one tie away from the worst division record through four weeks since the merger in 1970. So this is the second worst division ever in the NFL, history of the NFL, in the modern era anyway. Is that a McCarthy problem? Um, th- that's what I've been reading. The, so the, the Cowboys actually have the best offense in the NFL. Dak Prescott is throwing 450 yards three consecutive games, which is the most ever. Kurt Warner's uh, b- behind him in the Rams uh, Super Bowl season um, with with him at the helm. Uh, what else? And the, but, but the thing about the Cowboys, though, is their defense is just a really bad. Third third worst defense in the NFL. And how did that happen? Because they were, yeah. pretty, they were pretty good last they have, couple years. They have a roster. They have personnel. Yeah. Um, I'm just reading Mike McCarthy's defensive scheme is just trash. And oh. he's not putting guys in position to succeed he's you know he put demarcus lawrence and made him stand up as a linebacker which is mm. not you know you don't you don't try and and i know dan dan is a big proponent of this you you make a system based on the personnel you have you don't switch to a three four when you your team is built to play four three but mike mccarthy won't even say that it's a three four even though that's basically their base defense oh I, I mean, they're running they're running the, the amoeba as well or they're they're running nothing <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're getting run over more yeah. like it um, so, I mean, look, it's a division game, which always, to me, always means that either team can win because they see each other a lot. They know each other. The, the stakes are different. And, and, you know, these games are always great. It, division games are always better than non-division games. Um, Nick, do you think the Giants can score a touchdown this week, maybe? <laughs> With the eight quarters now without a touchdown? That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I, – I, you'd like to believe so. But, you know, divisional game, and you guys know I'm a gambler at heart. I mean, the Giants opened up at plus eleven for this this game. I mean, that's what? that's crazy. Yeah, so you're you're saying Dallas, who just got you know their doors blown off by the Browns, are now like eleven points better than the Giants. That's that's wild. That's a lot of points. But 
I ha- you've got to believe that they're going to be able to score some points against this bad, bad Cowboys defense. I'm going to double down on how they're going to score. It's not going to be the offense. It's going to be defense or, or special teams to score first. I mean, I'll put money down on that if you want to gamble, Nick. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see the defense um, take one to the house or, you know, the Giants never have special teams touchdowns. Cause, can anyone remember the last time the Giants had a special teams touchdown? Uh, Dominic Hickson, maybe? In the Super Bowl against the Ravens, was yeah. it? Uh, no, oh, 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 um, uh, my, uh, Ike Hilliard. Not Ike no. Hilliard. Oh, what was his name? Ah! Yeah, whatever. Ah, Dominic Hickson, though. Liked him. He was, he yeah, was he was fun great. Akron. He was an Akron zip. Akron. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, that, you know, like I said before, being a division game, I think the Giants have a chance to score a, a touchdown against a terrible defense. <laughs> I, if they can get the, <laughs> This is where we're at right now. We're not now, saying right? I have a chance to win. <laughs> No, you know what this I'm sounds like? I'm not going to go that far. TJ, the, this, you know what this is, is reminding me of? Eighth what? grade, modified football. We scored oh, one my. touchdown the entire year, and I was supposed to score it, and we didn't. Oh, you know, yeah, they, they gave it to um, to that, to that Mikey instead. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, right. Well. Man, that, that, that year of football, I, I'll just tell everybody, we had this – the coach that we had – the coach modified football in our high school decided not, he didn't want to earn middle school decided he didn't want to coach anymore. And at the last minute we got stuck with this 80 year old track coach. who was an Iwo Jima veteran could name coach Cardo. And if memes had existed back then, there would be any number of millions of coach Cardo memes. Um, but boy, was that a difficult thought? We didn't, we scored one touchdown the whole year because he, he had, of how terrible it was. He had a lot of slogans and sayings that led to nothing and nowhere. And when you say them to eighth graders and they have no idea what you're talking about, there's no possible way they're going to be motivated. I still don't know what a Chinese fire drill is. And honestly, I think I don't think you could even say that now. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure you, you're, you're canceled if you even say that or, or a bull session. What was a bull session? Oh, you know, you're like you're 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 just uh, talking to each other, like BSing with each oh, other. Oh, okay. And Actually, also, it makes like, more sense. Th- the best one was Eastern Stupid Time, of course. Like he was a West Coast guy, and he was just mad. He was on the East Coast. I no, don't know. we couldn't practice longer because of Eastern Stupid Time. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. he was old enough to remember before they had it. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> was old as dirt. Oh man. Well, you know, uh, he is probably about as good coach as Mike McCarthy is. So I think the Giants might have a shot this week. And you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna rescind what I just said. I think the Giants could win this game. In a field goal shootout. Yeah. Uh, yes. Graham yep. Gano career day. If, if Daniel Jones doesn't throw an interception after a really nice methodical drive, the Giants might have a shot to win this game. <laughs> if Daniel Jones doesn't screw this up for Graham Gano, we have a shot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Gano- oh, I also love when he missed it and the announcer goes, Gano good. Yeah, that's oh, the best. Bummer. <laughs> Terrible last name. Oh, also, I want to mention one more thing I heard the announcer say about the Cowboys this week, and it was the worst thing I ever in my life, was Dak Prescott threw to CeeDee Lamb a touchdown in the end zone, and the announcer went, went I guess Dak Prescott wanted to listen to some music because he found CD in the end zone. So whoever, not only is that not who funny. Said, whoever said it, that should be fired. That's all. Well, <laughs> not only is it not funny, but it's dated. I thought it was going to be a Lamb of God joke. That would have been awesome. That, hey, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, how about that? that that's cool. I'm yeah. into that. Um, so, predictions on the score of this game. Nick, let's start with you. Ron Dixon in the Super Bowl, just FYI. Ah, Ron uh, Dixon, yes. Thank you. Um, I, you know, I think Dallas is going to score points. The question is going to be whether the Giants. I would probably say something like 34-24 Cowboys. Okay. Dan? Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I looking at the Cowboys and who they've played and the amount of points they put up, I don't see how there's any way they're not putting up over 30 points against us. Um, and then you look at our offense, I don't see how there's any way we're putting up any points against them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with... Five to two. 36 no, <laughs> to 12. A fun game. All field goals? All field, field goals. goals. Okay. Smart, smart. Colin? Um, uh, it, it's in Dallas or it's home? That is a great question. Hang it's on. in Dallas. It's, <laughs> it's in, in Dallas. Dallas. Okay, so things uh, this, you should look at before you start recording. Yeah, I know. I I, I, I just thought of it right now. I, the Colin's on vacation. I say that, yeah, I am that's on true, vacation. I have to reiterate that. So it's a, I'm a little loosey goosey. But um, I just think for the there's some aura about playing in that stadium. I think it's going to be some stupid high score, and we're just going to blow up and make give us a bunch of hope that like oh the team's here all of a sudden and then not score again for the rest of the season. So I don't know. Uh, 38, 36, we win. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. And I, and you know what? I, this is my feeling is that Daniel Jones is going to go into that locker room. He's going to see on the wall, first win in the new stadium, signed by Eli Manning, and he's going to get inspired. And he's going to say last Giants, win. And the Giants are going to come out, and, and they're going to win this game 21-17. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah, I said it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we're, we're thinking positive here a little bit. I just think the Cowboys' <laughs> defense is that bad. And I think that the, the Giants, as much as we were smack, we were talking that the offense started to come together a little bit. And if they can run and they can call some more play action and they can do some more read option with Daniel Jones, I think they can move the ball. It, but if they need to take care of the ball. That's number one. The ball security is number one. So let's hope that, you know, things go well this, this week. I don't see why not. And it's going to be fun to watch the Cowboys. And, you know, I, I, I really just hate them so much that – it's just, uh, God, I can't if, possibly. Even if we if we don't win another win. game for the, the rest of the season, win this one and just be done with it. If you're that's it, that. man, that's it. Uh, cool. Well, Nick, we did, oh uh, um anything in week four otherwise, guys? That you thought was funny, cool. Um, Dan, um, did you wear your Odell Beckham jersey this weekend or what? Uh, I should have. Uh, my my Browns are are three and one. To all you my haters Browns. and naysayers out there. Uh, I, I just think the irony is just just absolutely incredible that you know we, we made those trades for for uh, the draft picks and we, we gave the Browns Odell Beckham and then later we signed Golden Tate to an expensive contract because you know we needed a you know quality wide receiver that wouldn't be a distraction and he yeah. is fist fighting <laughs> his ex like you know his sister's ex boyfriend in the middle of a field or or I don't even think they were married but or he just left her. Anyway, they fist fighting in the middle of the field, uh, also sucking. Golden Tate did nothing. He's not an X-Factor. He's just another guy on the team. Yeah. Um, all this while Odell Beckham scores more touchdowns than the Giants have all season in one game. So I, it'd be nice wow. to have him. I don't think that's it's a scary crazy stat. to say. Uh, yeah. Well, he wouldn't score these touchdowns if he was on this team, so there's that. But he would have maybe been uh, someone that ran a route on a passing play for Daniel Jones. <laughs> Fair. That's a fair point. Yep. Um, I don't think the Giants are, are so flush with talent they couldn't use a player like Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I get it. Um, I have to I have to bring up too that uh, the, the Texans finally fired Bill O'Brien today, who is is my opinion probably the next worse, Giants worse head coach, than Dave Gettleman, worse than Dave Gettleman as a general manager. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, um, you think he's actually worse than Gettleman? 
Oh, I mean, I think he's second. DeAndre Hopkins trade was just well, bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> well, trade know, is a lot like an Odell Beckham trade, if you ask me, though. And, and here, here's what I think the Texans should do. All right, so inevitably when Dave Gettleman gets fired at the end of the year, now the Texans are the only team with a worse running, rushing offense than the Giants. The Texans need to hire Dave Gettleman, and when they have the first overall pick in the draft, they should uh, draft a running back. Well, they already have one of the best quarterbacks, going. though. So it's a different it's a different equation. Deshaun Watson is legitimately awesome. I feel yeah. bad for him, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Um, anything else, guys, week four that you liked? Nick? Colin? I, I, uh, I like Seattle. Oh, sorry, Colin. Well, yeah. I think no, Seattle no, no, no. is going to be really – I think Seattle is going to be really tough. Russell Wilson – Everybody talks about Mahomes as the guy, but Russell Wilson is just unbelievable. He's at every fourth quarter. He just makes those plays. And I, I just think they're going to be tough. If they can ever find a way to get a home game, you know, maybe when fans can come back, yeah. they're just going to be so tough. I just think they're, they're well, well coached. Even though I hate Pete Carroll, they're well coached. Um, they're just well-rounded and Russell Wilson just, it does everything. Uh, is are Seattle pumping in that that fake noise even now, even though no one's in there? Or because we, <laughs> Luke Pettigrew's jumping we, off sides at home. <laughs> yeah, Luke Pettigrew's having nightmares. Like, oh my god, what's that sound? Oh god, should I jump? I don't know. Lou. <laughs> yeah, if they ever get their defense together, they're going to be a scary team. I mean, they're they already a scary team. They've you know, got a really bad defense, defense, don't they? It's really bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter because as as we've seen in the NFL. If your defense is great, and the Eagles are the same way, they have a really good defense and no offense. I mean, I know they won. They won uh, this game against the Niners uh, yesterday night. But even if your defense is really good and your offense can't score, you're not going to win any games. And, and you know, James Bradbury said, "Well, you know, we we take fault in this loss too because you know we need to keep them to scoring zero points that we didn't do our job because they scored any points." I'm like, dude, I know that you're just saying that to the media, but I really hope you don't actually believe that. No, he doesn't. You, know <laughs> you played doesn't. super well. Good for yeah. you. Ah. All right, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, you know, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot us an email at bigblueunitedpodcast at gmail.com. Please follow Big Blue United on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please hit that subscribe button and write us a review if you can. We really appreciate it. Um, Nick, thanks for coming on tonight, man. It was cool talking yeah, to you and having you. Awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for right having on. me, guys. Thanks, Nick. Uh, cool. Thanks, guys, and have a great night. We'll see you next time. Later.